It's Coast 104.5. You're up in Adam in the morning. Happy Friday. My name is Adam Montiel. It's 926. This is Rimsky Korskov. I'm sorry, Korsakov. Rimsky Korsakov. Flight of the Bumblebee. And if you saw this composer, he kind of looks like what you think a composer from this time would look like. He looks exactly like him. We had some bees that got in the backyard. We needed to have them. Once I saw how many there were, I was like, damn. And I didn't even open. It was in our compost. I didn't even open the lid because I knew it was going to be nuts. And I met a beekeeper just by searching like Central Coast Bee Removal or Slow Bee Removal. Got into some bee group and Bruce was actually a listener. was pretty cool. Um, he knew the show. And he forwarded me on to John Chestnut, beekeeper extraordinaire who looks just like Rimsky-Korsakov, who does the Flight of the Bumblebee song. It is a trip. He's a trip. He's up and at him in the morning. We're going to learn all about what went down. And bees, just listening to him talk about bees was so interesting. Good morning. So you are a beekeeper. That's correct. I've been beekeeping uh, since high school. Um, now I'm an old, crusty beekeeper. <laughs> How did you get... How did you get into it in high school? What made you want to do that? You know, I, I ran away from home and joined a hippie commune. And the moonshiners down the hollow uh, kept bees and bee gums, which were hollow logs. Kind of the way their Scotch-Irish ancestors did it in the Elizabethan times. Wow. And uh, I apprenticed with them. Um, so, yeah, I was that was my introduction. <laughs> moonshiners in the hollow. What a trip. Okay, so you learn how to... How many bees do you think you got now? Uh, lots. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, a beekeeper brag thing. They're always bragging about the number of their colonies, and so I'm trying to avoid that. Okay, so you got you got grips of colonies. Uh, you are making a rain colonies, no doubt. And yeah. so I, I got this thing in my backyard. You we came out and you fixed it yesterday. I think you still got one of your boxes there, right? No, I took it out last night. Oh, you yeah, did? They, okay. They, go to sleep uh, when it cools off and the fog comes in. So oh, is that right? To transport and so, right at sunset. I had a compost and I found you through Bruce, another dude, I guess, who knows bees in the area. I just kind of got thrown into the bee circles and just made my made some calls and he gave me to you and I had a compost that got, you know, I saw a lot of bees swarming it, going into it. What did you find when you went into my compost? It was a well-established colony. had probably been there um, two months or more. Uh, Seven big brood combs, virtually no honey, um, because when the colonies are first building up, they're all about raising babies and growing bigger. So uh, easily three pounds of bees, um, so easily 15,000 bees. Uh, found the queen in the first five minutes, so put her in a queen clip, a little cage, and uh, the rest of the bees uh, shook them into a box with the queen clip. So you just open this thing, you're looking at it, you got your bee suit on, and then you're like, my first thing is I got to find the queen. Uh, that's that's always the prize. That's like going to the fair and getting the gold ring. Um, right. Um, yeah, first thing I, I do is I try to do it all in one motion. I, I, they oftentimes, the, the combs are built from the top, so they were on the lid of your the compost bucket, and, and I moved it to a tote, their plastic tote, where I could see what was going on. And yeah. Then I peeled off individual combs. The comb, bees are very organized. They build their combs parallel to each other, um, about an 
inch and a half apart. And what you experienced yesterday, is that a common thing? Yeah, I mean, there's calls every day about bees that, that need removal. And, you know, I, bees are social insects, so there's one queen, and they reproduce when the old queen leaves the hive and takes about, oh, more than half the bees with her. And they'll fly off and land uh, in a tree somewhere and form what's called a bivouac. From that bivouac, they send out scouts that inspect cavities nearby. The scouts come back and dance on the surface of the bivouac uh, and report their findings and recruit more scouts to go inspect the, the cavities. Now, you know, bees have a dance language that means that uh, other bees can follow their direction. And when the whole bivouac cluster is all doing the same dance, they pick up literally within minutes and fly off on a beeline um, to that new cavity they didn't find. So, so they're um, looking for a cavity to build a hive. Yeah. And, and you know, in, in natural world, that's hollows and trees. I mean, that's yeah. like what you remember from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, our celebrity endorser. I mean, <laughs> we have the best influencer in the world. <laughs> so you said yeah, this can happen from time to time. You had about 15,000 bees. How many times you get stung yesterday doing getting rid of all those bees out of my backyard? You know, I didn't. Wow. Um, um, are these like pets to you? Like, do you love them? Do you connect with them like I do my dog? <laughs> you know, I go to parties and all I want to do is talk about bees and people like uh, suddenly are staring at their drinks and <laughs> wondering <laughs> where the exit are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I dream about bees and wake up in the morning and worry, um, want to go see them and, and whatnot. Now, I don't keep any bees at my house. You know, I, I keep them out yards. Um, in in the country. Let me so, ask you a couple quick hit questions. Real quick hit yeah, questions. Yeah. Um, how long do they live? Uh, the worker bees, the, the female workers uh, in the summertime, only live about six or seven weeks. Wow. They spend three three weeks in the hive as house bees, and then you know, when they reach four weeks of age, they become foragers, and they work themselves to death. Do they sting each other? Uh, bees will fight to the death, especially this time of year when uh, there's robber bees around that are trying to steal honey from um, other colonies. Oh, damn. Um, and they, robber bees. Yeah. They, it's like gang um, wars. So they don't work together. Uh, exactly. Like Colonies work together, but you could be from another colony, and it's on. Like Bloods and Crips, bee gangs, pollen mafia, stinger gangs, stang gangs. Yeah, they um, there's guard bees at the entrance that that touch antennas and recognize their nestmates. Their nestmates have have the colony odor and are accepted. And, and stranger. So bees there's like a bouncer guard in. people at the edge of hives, like so they run security, and you have to like do a secret handshake with your antenna to get into the hive. Exactly. That's incredible. These bees are unreal. Look, I, I um. Can, can we call you back sometime and talk to you? Because I want to learn more about bees, and this is crazy. Yeah. All right, I got to I gotta move on to a couple of things. I, but say, I love talking about them. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I can tell. I can tell it's crazy. Well, man, uh, John Chestnut, beekeeper extraordinaire. The crusty old beekeeper will call you. Well, because that's what you called yourself. That's pretty funny. I appreciate you, John, for what you did and uh, taking care of those uh, 15,000, 20,000 bees. Uh, yesterday in the backyard, and I appreciate what you do, man, for loving the bees, and let's have you on Up and Adam in the morning again. Very good. Have a good weekend, brother. Yeah.
Wake up with Up and Adam in the Morning. Up and Adam in the Morning. What's happening, buddy?